Griff, we don't have time for intros today. There's just too much going on. <laughs> you sounded like uh, Tim Allen. <laughs> or or uh, Jerry. Uh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry I, say, I would I would give you more old Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. What's the deal with... Co- See, now I can't even do it. You made me think about it. But what is the deal with corn nuts? Uh, corn nuts. Is, is, that the, is, is it corn? Is it a nut? Oh, man. Is corn a grain or is it a veggie? <laughs> no one knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> well, it's National Cybersecurity Awareness Month still. I still. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it just started. Well, it did kind of just start, but uh, you know, we did start it last week. Technically, you You've know, been celebrating for so long. <laughs> I don't even know what. What time year is, is this? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, and I think I know where you're going. We should probably start a podcast that's all oriented around security news to help mm. clients and our friends best combat these threats that we see, right? Yeah, like fishing. Yeah, so we're kicking things off. And, of course, there's some other people who are really excited about the Cybersecurity Awareness Month uh, in the nation of United States. Is it the and nation it, of the United States? <laughs> yes, it is. It is the nation of United States. Oh, man. Uh, so if you're in the NUS and... Uh, <laughs> the NUS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're if you're in us, um, this is our month to really understand and and um, uh, hopefully take time to audit what we're doing collectively as businesses, as individuals. Yeah. And one of the big things that they announced this year, of course, we refer to a lot of the stuff they put out during the year. But this year, I thought was kind of neat because this is this is becoming a very rising and concerning trend. But was regarding insider risk mitigation. That is a fancy way for saying, um, who did, who was it? Was it Tesla that somebody was trying to extort? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Russian uh, agent came to the US, found a Tesla employee, and tried to get them to release a whole bunch of data. And the guy said no. And, uh, you know, this is a big deal, though. This is, yeah. um, in fact, um, one of our groups that we're a part of shared that um, one of their clients had a, an accounting person in their, firm receive one of those emails oh yeah and was was promising them ten thousand dollars effectively mm-hmm. um to roll over on their employer yeah and, and so what um uh, cisa has done uh has released a it is a pdf tool it is cumbersome to use exactly how you would imagine a government built <laughs> utility to be but what is neat is is that you can fill out this interactive form and it will effectively self-build a PDF report that you can do that will help you understand if you may have insider risk as well as things that you can do to mitigate that risk and enhance it to help people understand hmm. uh, the severity, um, not just to themselves, but to, you know, you know, kind of like the whole... Homeland Security, you know, see something, say something policy, you no, know, no. making sure that, you know, people are known. So it is well worth um, uh, checking out and starting to work with, uh, uh, you know, taking a look at those um, because we don't think about it. How much of our security platforms are designed to make it so that users can still work? Well, what if the user's the one that gets them the access? Yeah. You circumvent <laughs> a lot of passive security or active security because we still need to keep people working. Um, so 
that was um, that's really I think going to be a large focus, and it has been to me as it's concerned is that you really do have to trust your coworkers, your staff is more than you ever have. Yeah. That's actually really uh, interesting PDF that came out. Um, I'm assuming that came out at the beginning of this week because I hadn't seen it. So, but that's cool. <laughs> did gonna... I did I learn something about CISA before you? Yeah, apparently. I'm I'm excited to read that because I'm going to add it probably Don't to our excited. own self assessment. Where I'll Don't be excited to read it. It does read <laughs> well, like a Campbell soup yeah. label, but yeah. <laughs> um, it is a great utility to have. And mm-hmm. and cybersecurity is never about being a hundred percent. We say that all the time on here. We do everything, and it can be very stressful to think that we're not doing enough because realistically we're not doing enough. But it's doing as many things as you possibly can, as frequently as you possibly can, decreases your attack surface. And so that's why we want, that's why we've, we've started this back in the days because of COVID. We really wanted to help clients get back on track. And we knew that security was going to be a very important part of it as well as getting your business to grow so we knew all of these things were important that's why we're sitting here is to help you um, learn more about these types of things and uh, it, it really is this is just one of those items which is you do have to be careful people are burning out people are tired and they're willing to do anything they can that involves them take a few days off of work <laughs> you know do you think that's what happened with twitch I don't exactly know what happened to Twitch, so oh. I'm hoping you can help me because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on this week. So I, I think we should hit the the big one first. Okay, okay, Let, okay. let's hit the Facebook at it. You want to hit Facebook? Is, there's yeah. nothing there. <laughs> can't even get to it, man. You can't even get to it. Uh, how crazy was that? I actually I need to brag about our clients. Um, I no I, tickets came in. Oh, they, zero yeah. tickets about not being able to access the internet. Yeah. Meanwhile, every group that I'm a part of is just laughing their butts off yeah. because do you know how many tickets I've gotten today that say, quote, the internet doesn't work. And then when you push, the they go, uh, so I guess it's just Facebook. Yeah. Um, but I am also wondering if most of them were browsing the news long enough to know that Facebook was down. So they knew not to report that ticket, yeah. but we didn't have a single ticket that said, Oh, my internet doesn't work. Yeah. Even though it was just, what was it? All of Facebook's properties, so Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, WhatsApp right? Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know if there's anything else. Well, they it. they are a registrar of some sort, so I don't know if there's more stuff underneath them, but that went down too, so I don't know. But. Yeah, so there was, okay, so there was some weird stuff. Um, and look, I, I would consider oh, myself. Like Oculus went down too, yeah. Yeah, which is also one of their properties, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. So I'm not going to pretend like I, I sit here as the guy who knows absolutely everything about computers. I'm your general practitioner. So, you know, if somebody out here is super professional, they hear me dumb things down a little bit. I promise. I, I really just am just a guy running a podcast to help clients understand things. But um, it was a routing protocol. They they were deploying updates to their routers. And... Um, it effectively chain brought down their system. And, and this pro, this routing program protocol um, is very common. It's called BGP and, and it's effectively an announcement protocol. Um, we, we talk a little bit about, uh, I think we've talked about what DNS is and how it's kind of like an address book for the internet. When you type in google.com, that means nothing to a computer. It actually needs IP addresses. So if, um, if, 
you know, DNS is the address book, then um, BGP and routing in general, well, routing is, is how you get there. That's your path you take. It's your, 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 your route, your driving route, you know, if you're mm -hmm. in a yeah. car. Um, BGP would be kind of like a way of saying, hey, uh, it's your, your ways. Um, how, do I get, how do I get to this network? And BGP announces, hey, I'm over here. Okay. And so all of these systems contain all of this data together so that when you go to Google's website or Facebook's website, um, you get to where you're going. You know, otherwise, could you imagine there'd have to be a consortium that had to manage all of those routes together? It would be impossible to keep current and up to date. BGP makes that a little bit more routine, more, you know, reliable and automated. Except for when you break it <laughs> yes. well. and you knock out. And, and this thing was huge because you think about it, it knocked out Facebook and Facebook yeah. hosts a lot of their own software and a lot of their own tools. They're all using their own Facebook workplace. They dog food that all of their chat systems are using WhatsApp. They're, yeah, yeah. they completely and are hundred percent self-hosted. It, it was like a fire sale, like of a, of a government where you take away the communication and everything it was, to, to bring them down, but all of their employees. So yeah. not only could we not figure out they had no idea what things. our neighbor's dog was doing, yeah. But they, their employees couldn't work to fix it. Mm -hmm. I also read one of the articles. There's a, there's probably there's 20 a or 30 of them yeah. that said one of the other issues that they have is, of course, that they self-host their own access control systems. Oh, my God. So Some they go to swipe. get into the buildings. <laughs> so they, yeah. they had to figure out a way to manually get a key to override <sighs> that, their key fob. So they had to go find old school technology to get in there. Yeah. I am sure there are some processes that are being updated today. Yeah. Um, and they said that's what led to it is they physically had to go on site Man. to make the change. And then when they got there, their their key card wasn't working. Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, it affects a huge amount of people, though. I mean, a lot of people run their businesses on Facebook. A lot of people advertise I, a huge amount and rely on that type of advertising for you know, people but come into their door. So doesn't this prove what you explain to clients and what we've kind of said a long time ago, which is don't use social media as your, your use main social media as your front. Yeah. But you, your website is king. Bring everybody to your site. You can control it. Cause we talked about, I mean, in the early days of Facebook, like even Coca-Cola and Nike, yeah. They put the facebook.com slash Coke and they were trying to drive track traffic because they knew the importance of social media. What they didn't realize is they couldn't control Facebook content. And as content start as the logarithms began to evolve and then they went, these guys are out to screw us. And they yeah, are, yep. you know? So for those businesses that rely heavily on Facebook, this should be why you, you don't just, you know, for the restaurant out there that has your online ordering through Facebook, wrong. Yeah. For the, for the you know, widget salespeople who do the marketplace, sure. That is a great way to drive business, dot, 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 to your website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were completely down and why it was completely outside of your hands. And so, um, but, but it was crazy because Oh, their stock went so far down too because of it. <laughs> did you did you read what the what they said Zuckerberg they thought lost? Yeah, it was like eight million or something, or was it billion? It was billion. Ooh, it was billion. Ooh. It was like eight and a half billion dollars. Uh, and and is he full owner of Facebook as a property and everything? 
I don't think anymore. Okay. So I wonder if that's actually him losing money or not. Or then. if it's just Facebook proper. Yeah. That could be. I'll admit, it's it's hard to tell with news articles. It's all clickbaity. Yeah, it's all clickbaity. It's hard. Yeah, and, and it wasn't down for like an hour or two, which is what you would expect. It was down for what, it was 18, a, 16? It was the majority of one day, uh, but it wasn't quite a full day. But yeah, it was it, it, it was kind of different for because as people got back up, the numbers changed in different locations. Well, but. and as yeah, as the routes were being up advertised, because again, you're rebroadcasting and the yeah. data centers are coming back online. But the the weirdest thing to me so far has been no one like if I'm on Facebook, I haven't seen a single thing about anybody complaining. You know, like because I was on Tuesday expecting to see everyone be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm finally back up," or you know, "Hey, I'm you know back in Facebook," like whatever. No, I haven't seen anybody mention anything. I don't know why. So that's a Facebook algorithm. Like, what's going on? That there? is true. That is kind of funny. Because every other news outlet, every other social media platform is they just dragging just pretend on. Like, it's not, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, what I think is kind of funny uh, that I saw was some people saying, here, read this article before Facebook goes down again. Like, I went to pace and I thought it was, I thought mm-hmm. it was funny. Um, you know, because they're pretty unreliable, but. It does show you how many people just rely on this one site. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, a lot of people it get is. their news from it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. It's a whole other problem. <laughs> Do you know what actually hurts more than Facebook being down for an entire day? <laughs> uh, Twitch being down as well? <laughs> no. The number one, and this is validated by Microsoft, the top search on Bing. Oh, no. Is Google? It, did that actually <laughs> properly come out? This is this was an official. Oh, uh, no. This was an actual official report um, from Microsoft. I'm guilty of that, though. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fun. I always think I want to like Bing, but then when I search for it, it's. I would argue that the logarithms for Bing are different than Google. I mean, obviously, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, the algorithms are different. However, from a technical standpoint, Google seems to have more relevant responses when I'm doing searches. They're very good at pulling up exactly what you what you need, even though so, that's not exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah, and so I try as hard as I can to not be – I'm not a big fan of Google, but you're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that they do well. And – I will try to do my searches on Bing and then I will compare them to my searches in Google. And I'm like, yeah, my top 10 on Google are significantly better. So anyway, <laughs> people obviously don't know how to change their default uh, default search engine yeah. or homepage on their browser. And so, yeah, the number one search term on Google or on Bing is Google. Yeah, I'm not surprised, but... And I do feel like that hurts a little bit more, maybe even than Facebook being down. I definitely think it slots right between what you are very excited to get at, which I don't know. Twitch is one of those things that is kind of like we make the joke about Discord, and and I get made fun of mm. because this is where I start to sound old manish. I don't use Twitch either, to be honest, but but I don't fully understand this, and I at least <clears throat> feel like you probably do. Yeah, I've got plenty of friends who. It actually, I've, I know people who stream on Twitch and, you know, not just watch and whatnot. But, <laughs> so an anonymous hacker, <laughs> uh, anonymous hacker leaked the entirety of Twitch 
So source code, user payout information, passwords, like everything. What? So 125 gigabyte torrent was leaked on 4chan on Wednesday. And it's still public link. You can still get to it. It's still there. So basically, I, I don't know if it, we don't know if it's an internal thing, like as you were saying earlier, uh, or if it's properly a hacker. But yeah, everything on on there is leaked. So things that are very, you know, Amazon, because Amazon owns Twitch, uh, things that Amazon's been fighting Google with for a long time, because YouTube gaming has been a whole thing and they've been competing against Twitch for a long time and a lot of the features and whatnot. This is fascinating because this is a an incredible breach. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, everything. The source code of Twitch, all the cool modules that they got that have been trying to hide and, oh man, everything. So the scarier part though is that all the user information is leaked. I already changed my password on Twitch too. <laughs> like you never know what, what could be there. <laughs> yeah, there, well, but, that's smart. That's smart. Um, but all the like payment stuff. So you can now see like, uh, so in D&D world, uh, Critical Role is a very large name. Yeah, uh, yeah. They are the highest profitable Twitch streamer, weirdly. Uh, they got they made 10 million, we know now, because it's all public Because it's all public. Yeah, they made 10 million between uh, end of 2019 and 2021. But it does explain, because have you walked around and seen, I saw I no see Critical lie. Role stuff everywhere. It's weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. I saw, uh, I went to um, a bookstore the other day, and I kind of laughed because... Not only did they have Critical Role branded notebooks, mm. that it was like it was theirs, but it was supposed to be like funny type of random things. There were D and D mugs that were branded with Critical Role. Yeah, Huge. like, and I was like, well, first off, those people aren't drinking coffee. Yeah, uh, I think the modern D and D group is no longer Mountain Dew and Funyuns. I think the modern D and D group is beer, but craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, though, uh, for them specifically, I'm pretty sure a lot of that is charity focused. So whatever. But either way, they're still making the most on Twitch, and I don't everything's have a, public now. Listen, I don't have a problem with anybody making ten million dollars. Yeah. Well, you know, I kind. I mean, there's certain companies <laughs> I do, but you know what? They they put in the work. I, I've I've not ever watched and, it. Yeah. I've not ever watched it. But I know in talking with some other, you know, some of our other friends. It sounds like a great show. I don't know how I, you know, I don't, I don't know how I would ever, yeah, to, to do that. But. I wish I did because, like you said, isn't it a lot of people who do voice? Like it's all voice, voice actors, actors, majority, yeah. They had so Vin Diesel they, on there as well at one point. So when they're playing <laughs> characters, they're really bringing these characters yeah. to life. Mine always sound like idiots. Uh, the DM is one of the main guys in like Overwatch and a whole bunch of games. Yeah, He's, and a whole bunch of anime and everything. I. I so. So I love the idea. Good on them. All they're doing is doing what they love, and they're making $10 million. Yeah, but uh, yeah, now everyone knows. <laughs> Not that that's a problem for them, but for other people, you know, <laughs> it's a big deal. Well, it might since, you know, we apparently have coffee mugs that you go, well, because that doesn't include that. Now, now, now they're getting greedy. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with this. Um, I'm thinking uh, some other I guess streaming services are going to come out of this using their their source code now because it's it's basically open source at this point. I mean, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know it. what you do. Like, uh, hopefully, they've got some copyrights and stuff on there. They've got they better lawyer up a little bit. Yeah. Um. Do you think it was the Ukrainians? <laughs> Could be. Because uh, <laughs> did weren't there a couple of busts recently that, that there, happened yeah, in the Ukraine? There was a pretty big one. Um. It, I mean, it wasn't big in terms of finance, like money, but it was big based on speculation. 
Um, so we saw a video actually, and if you're curious, you should definitely check out the uh, the note, like the show notes of this, because the video is actually very entertaining. Um, the so the Ukrainian cybersecurity police uh, try and they're about to bust open this door. They're really good. <laughs> this this door is like heavily. It's got a whole bunch of locks and stuff, and um, they knock and everything, and then the guy just opens the door, and then <laughs> <laughs> they all they raid the guy's house and everything. They find a whole bunch of really nice like gaming stuff and Don't like tell laptops me there's like, and everything. Just like a mattress or shoebox. There's a shoebox full of uh, no <laughs> <laughs> three hundred seventy five thousand dollars in U.S. money. <laughs> And they found 1.5 million in cryptocurrency on their device. Is Jason Bourne nearby or something? Like, oh, what is going on here? <laughs> so the weird thing is, though, um, they they got tipped off to this guy, and um, it was related to, um, and we don't know much, but we know that the number of how much money it was. It looks like he may have been a part of the Kaseya breach, um, based on the number that they gave us, which was uh, 70 million for the most the, the ransom that he was involved with, and yeah. the most recent large ransom that was 70 million was the Kaseya breach. So that's speculation, but like, man, does that yeah. weirdly work out with the Ukrainian government? <laughs> so does kind of fight back on the whole, but I mean, there are other people involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's because they cut, thought you know. it was Russian sourced, right? Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. that's what Revol's kind of known for. So they they seized that money uh, outside of the crypto because they can't touch it. But yeah, everything else is seized. <laughs> you know, it didn't make it to our notes, but you see that uh, one of the cryptocurrencies has really bad multi-factor authentication, so it's super Harvard. easy. So it's super easy to um, uh, impersonate their MFA and and fake Ooh. it so that you can effectively just steal people's crypto wallets. I mean, some of these, yeah, I'm not, that's not surprising. <laughs> these things are getting cranked out like crazy. Was, there's what, probably a hundred million different variants yeah. of cryptocurrency. And I, I really do actually enjoy the story behind Dogecoin because uh, like, I, th- I think it's, you know, whether or not my opinion's valid or not, but uh, the, the guy <laughs> who made it, He's like, I don't know why it's so popular, man. I made this in like two hours and everyone just loved it all of a sudden. Now it's huge. It's so insecure. It's unsafe. Like, what's everyone doing? <laughs> the guy well, who made it is like, please stop. It was, yeah, he did it as a joke because, yeah. and and the whole Dogemean doesn't even really exist anymore. Yeah, no. And the, the I love the the secondary one, the Shiba Una, Uni, whatever it was, the, the Dogecoin killer is what it is now. <laughs> this is separate <laughs> cryptocurrency that's based on that other one. So dumb. Oh my gosh! Yeah, but that uh, that bust in the Ukraine was a, a pretty big deal for. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if it's actually going to like really do anything in the crypto, in the yeah, in the crypto in the ransomware space. But you know, at least they got somebody. So, did you see? Um, so we're talking about money. You ever see that there's this setting? We're we're out in the country, so I don't think it means anything to us. I think I had it turned on for about two minutes before I realized what it did. Um, but it sounded really fancy. But you see that on your iPhone, there's a setting called Express Transit. Oh, yeah, with Apple Pay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. What does this do? And I thought maybe it was a faster way to, like, get to um, to pay, even though. I mean, I it is, but for public transportation only. It is for public transportation. If yeah. I understand correctly, it's you really don't even need to unlock the phone or anything. It's just yeah, no. constantly. I guess it's also for like coffee shops and stuff that are involved with transportation. But could be, could yeah. be, but it's a way to passively charge clients. Um, and apparently, <laughs> but that that alone sounds insecure, though. Your locked phone can create, like, can can verify payments. 
Well, I have news. Uh, it turns out that that is horrifically insecure. Oh, wow. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, let's, call, let's call it an, uh, an almost but not quite kind type of feature. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely half-baked. It solves a problem but creates a bigger one that costs you more money. But it takes convenience at the sacrifice tremendously of security. Yeah, yeah. So there may be opportunity to steal money this way um, or have fraudulent charges. And uh, I guess it's all going to be based on your comfort level. But um, if you don't live someplace where that is a important feature or don't need it all the time, maybe consider not having that feature turned on until we start seeing some revisions to it. I mean, how hard is it to unlock your phone to verify a transaction though? I mean, with Face ID and your fingerprint nowadays, I feel like this is pretty easy. Why? I don't know. Um, There's a huge reason to have this. When I don't want to unlock it, uh, it's the easiest thing in the world. When I'm standing at a counter yeah. uh, and the damn thing won't work, it's it seems like it's the most impossible thing in the entire world. Yeah. I can never, I can, <laughs> I can accidentally open up my Apple wallet 25 times a day. But when I'm actually using Apple Pay, it will not register. <laughs> That's been a problem with Apple Pay since it started, though. I think it's 50% that, and I think it's 50% the other device, and maybe even slant more of the other devices. Mm. Um, the, the place I use it the most, they have to hit some button that says, yeah, we can use Apple Pay. Mm. And even though the screen says, you know, tap or use Apple Pay now, that's a lie. <laughs> I've learned if I do it too early, it completely crashes their computer. Oh, wow. Which is fantastic. This is a little gas station over here. It's a great time. Oh, I'm sure they love that. Yeah. I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah, that's uh, that is also very insecure. Sweet. Uh, never using that feature. But the plus side is that, uh, you know, we're not going to fix that feature, but we are going to make it so that people who are not on iOS can be part of FaceTime calls. Now, did you see this? Oh, yeah, I did see that. It's As of uh, iOS 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of weird, but like, what? So, what do they have to do though? Is there a separate app? Is there a Face FaceTime app within Android? So, um, I would describe it. It's a lot like almost how Zoom works. Um, you can invite users with a link, and you can send them that link. So via browser mostly. Yeah, and then it it pulls up a browser, an HTML5 instance um, that you can connect to that FaceTime call via via browser is that uh insecure in some way though i mean that seems yeah, like you'd i be mean able to... that's it's no different than what we're seeing everywhere else which is with which which is browser-based type video is there a lobby um, or a password you yeah you do have to be approved so not only do you need to have the iphone or the ios device i shouldn't say iphone the ios device or mac device that's initiating the facetime call um has to always initiate the call. So effectively, it's mm. going to create the call. Then you can generate the invitation link. Um, so that's kind of one piece to it. And then the second piece is, is that once you click that link, um, the uh, the host, I guess you could say, has to approve people to enter in that have used that link. Okay, that seems so pretty good. It, it, it feels, yeah, it feels exactly like Zoom almost to me. It, it's interesting. Um I understand why Apple protects a lot of their features and, and whatnot. Um, the only thing, though, that I miss about my Mac is iMessage as an app, and I would love it. 
And I feel like that's the only killer thing that they do that would make me consider going back. Mm-hmm. And even that's not enough to make me go back. So at what point do they say, let's convince people to continue using iMessage and just put it on a PC yeah. and put it on PC? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I under, I both understand and don't understand. Yeah. I mean, you ha- you can log into like your iCloud and stuff and your iTunes and whatnot. I can do so. nearly everything else yeah. except the iMessage and FaceTime. And now FaceTime, yeah. you kind of sort of can. You just can't initiate. You but just can't initiate. usually fine. Um, but I also get annoyed because we're one of those people that, um, you know, collectively we need to pay for iCloud storage. And they have this whole thing called iCloud Plus and, you know, yeah, heck, if you could pay for iMessage I'm on your I'm already PC. paying you for... Yeah, I Post have to pay... Or something. Why, why not make that a paid feature? Yeah. I'd probably pay for it. <laughs> because a lot of times, the reason I don't text people is because I hate using my phone. I was better at texting when I had my MacBook because it was an instant Keyboard. message. Yeah. But I think now what they're doing is, is they're kind of driving people like me to say, you know, um, I'll just use Teams to talk to co-workers i'll use discord to talk to friends yeah I'll, you know now i'm starting to separate myself where i really only use iMessage for certain people mm-hmm. you know i don't i i know the uh the your phone app on um windows but i don't i think i've ever seen anybody use the messaging on there it's only it's designed to integrate with um android only yeah yeah but even then i still don't think i've ever heard anybody use that <laughs> They probably don't know. Yeah. Uh, Microsoft touted it for a version release, and then they never brought it back up. Huh. Well, I've never heard any uh, like insecurities with it, so at least that's good. Nothing in the news came out from it. <laughs> Gaming news. Let's get right into the important thing, why everybody listens to this program. I mean, we went through Twitch, so we're already kind of halfway there. <laughs> I mean, I could talk to you guys about fail to ban. Um, there's a big RCE remote code execution vulnerability discovered, but these people don't care. So thinking about coming out of retirement and uh, I say this because, you know, <clears throat> it was a big world of Warcraftian mm. back in my day, you know, before the hip problems and, and what have you, I traveled, I traveled all around Azeroth and, and um, Pandaria and everything. Mm. And, and just, you do that much walking and people think you're a <laughs> hobbit. Um <laughs> But Amazon has decided to get into the mix. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Um, It's kind of funny. I I love it because not only is it called New World, but it it, it basically is a new world for them. Yeah, it's a completely new game studio, so this is their first title. Uh, Amazingly uh, and and geniusly named. uh, I think they stole this one from Microsoft, but they call their game studio Amazon Game Studio. Oh, my gosh. That's so original. It's so original. Yeah. But... It looks really cool. It's this, my understanding is it's this mix of like, you know, colonization and and magic and yeah. it looks really fun. It's an MMO or, uh, I think it's an MMORPG because it seems like you build kind of your own character. Um, and it and looks like the purpose is to explore this universe together. Yep. Yeah, because it's all, you know, obviously MMO means massively multiplayer online. So you're hanging around with friends, I'm sure, doing quests and whatnot. Uh but I think it's an interesting thing for Amazon to start doing this because they've got so much, you know, resources to host such a game. But didn't isn't didn't we talk about Netflix is kind of looking at doing something similar? They as had well? a studio open too, yeah. But we haven't seen anything come out of that. And and 
you know, your gut has always been interactive media is going to take over. Passive yeah, media is fine and fun and <laughs> yeah, but yeah. In, interactive media is going to be is going to be big. It's forty dollars, which is not terrible for a video game, but it is a lot of MMOs go on the hey, this is free to play, but you, there's microtransactions for you know either you're going to advance in the game quicker or you have aesthetic and, stuff. And I actually have a lot of issue. I get it. You have to get you have to charge for the game something, but. The microtransaction style bothers me. Plays on people's weaknesses, I feel. So I would much rather pay 40 bucks right up front and never have to pay anything again. Outside really? of maybe DLC. I would rather pay $40 and $10 a month. I always I always said, you know, with, uh, with World of Warcraft, people used to give me a hard time about, you spent $15 a month on that? And I'm like... The amount of hours you spend it, though. <laughs> I'm like, I, I've made friends all over the United States with this. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's so much more than that. It's a social outing. and Yeah, I was on Xbox Live, and people had PlayStations, and that was the same issue. And, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I spend a lot of time on this. 60 bucks a year is no... no the, that was my thing. I'm like, problem. If, I go, if I go see a movie right now, for a month, that's two hours of entertainment for a ticket, popcorn, and pop, and I've I've spent more than fifteen dollars. Oh yeah, for two hours. Oh god, you and admittedly, <laughs> it, it and admittedly, in my heyday, I probably was spending sixty hours a week on that game. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, because I'd come home from work, I would be five o'clock, I'd be online by five forty-five, six o'clock, mm-hmm. play till at least eleven, so five hours during the week. Every day and then weekends? Weekends I'd wake up um, by 8 and probably play till at least midnight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did some damage on that game. (laughs) Almost, I should almost see if I I can regen my character, like re-sign up and just do a slash play to see how long my characters were played for. Yeah, geez. (laughs) Like, Just to really hurt you. And then maybe I not. This game looks uh, decent, though. It's got some uh, mixed reviews, though, so I don't know. But we'll have to keep our eye on it, but it, it looks, I, it's one of the first times I've seen one of these games that is probably, like you said, there doesn't seem to be a monthly on it, which means there's microtransactions, um, which annoys me because it means they're going to purposely hold back good things for people who are going to give them money versus the subscription model works for me. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want microtransactions I think that's all. more fair. Everybody has a chance of getting the same loot, and, but people people like free. You know, so I guess I think that's it. Yeah. Well, to not have our best Dean Kamen, I do think that's the first time he was mentioned this episode. That's a that's a good thing. Is it? Yeah. He should be mentioned once, but not. But that's just it. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is, I think you and I we need to go check this game out for science. Um, there's got to be a business case for this, right? To have this. Yeah, I got to test out the. Uh, Harmony Cloud well, cluster. Because who yeah. knows? Well, we definitely got to test that out. There's going to be about 14 hours of editing for you because this stupid, stupid Harmony Cloud up. is spooling up. But uh, that does mean that it is in our uh, data center running and operating and uh, about ready to find its new home in a in a new data center. But, Which means uh, uh, if you're a client or 
interested in uh, Lighthouse then. I am really excited about this. This is yeah. this is a little bit different than most of the cloud services that you had in that it is designed to be, you know, small scale in terms of, um, uh, you know, it's managed by us completely. Um, so we manage each individual virtual machine plus the devices as a whole. It's hyper redundant, just like many of the services that you're getting. Um, but uh, it will not be pay per um, resource per se. Um, there will be block packages available. Um, so it's a very simple way. If, uh, if you're looking to either take a single workload, like let's say your, your business software that you use, we can actually host it in there. And um, using our Harmony Cloud client, you are able to access that program, even though it's all remotely and hosted here, it still interacts with Windows and your desktop exactly the same way. Um, we can do that all the way up to um, completely hosting virtual desktop infrastructure, which means you can be anywhere on anything and through a web browser, be able to access your computer that's hosted in the cloud. And, and you know, it's, uh, it's redundancy to the name of the game. It's all centralized and it's all designed to be accessible wherever it needs to be. So I'm excited. Um, actually, uh, was prepping a demo client for us to be able to use that and um, uh, start showing it off in person yeah. um, so that people can see those workloads, um, you know, at work. And versus, you know, something like an Azure or an AWS, it's not that complicated. It does what it needs to do, and it's fully backed by our team. Yeah. Imagine buying just a bunch of tablets or something for your or Chromebooks for your team. And, we hey, have it hey. tested with Chromebooks. Yeah. Um, fully tested there. So you could have your, your infrastructure costs, never have to worry about purchasing um, Some software. machines or anything, yeah. If you need people to be able to work from home, that's not going to affect anything. Mm -hmm. They can work literally from anywhere. Oh, yeah. How does this affect the bringing your own device kind of world? You know, there's an iPad app. Uh, you could let people access it using an iPad. You know, you could theoretically just say, oh, do you have an iPad? And not have to buy a computer. Beautiful. Yeah. So There's a uh, blog post about bringing our devices, actually, that I just posted. So if you want to really? check that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot about security as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I appreciate that that little plug and reminder because it's, you know, it's a, a very exciting phase for us. Um, and, uh, you know, this particular cluster of servers that we're preparing will get, get over to um, our primary data center soon, but uh, it all gets prepped here first. Yeah, and this so, place is safe. It's got a backup generator and everything, but man, that place is like uh, tornado for, resistant. For, yeah, well, yeah. no, it literally is tornado resistant it's because be. Amplex, uh, which is our data center partner, mm -hmm. um, uh, they were near my old high school when it got hit by a tornado. Oh, I believe, or or it was something in that effect, um, but the owner is paranoid about t tornadoes, uh, yeah. and so effectively the building is tornado proof. That's good, and I've seen it. Yeah, it looks looks pretty. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> awesome. Down, got to yeah. tour it and got to see our brand new rack that we've got over nice. there. It'll be cool. It's exciting. Man. So if you're interested, you're definitely going to reach out. Of course, if you also want to check out any of the other podcasts that we have, there's a way to do that, too. Um, they're all at the same place, LighthouseSOL.com. If you put a slash podcast, you only see the podcast up, but that, of course, means that you can check out the show notes that we had from today. Um, believe it or not, some of this is scripted. 
Um, some of it, like us cutting out the parts where I'm swearing at the Harmony Cloud that's here, the cluster mm. servers that are here, um, that didn't make it to air. But maybe someday, maybe it's someday that'll hit the floor. Matt Rance's um, podcast. Matt Rance. Um, you can also check out the other podcasts um, that are there with their show notes. You just you go in, you hit play. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, if that's assuming that you don't want to use anything like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or what have you. Um, but we're there as well. Uh, keep your eye out. Uh, was it lighthousesol.com slash N-C-S-A-M yep. for all of the cybersecurity news. But honestly, just check out. There's going to be content pretty well every day. Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, it's our favorite month, and it's our most important month. This is the time we get to chat. So check that out. If you see anything you like or anything you have questions, reach out to us. You're definitely going to want to do that. And uh, I know that Griff's got some great sort of um, uh, materials to help you and your business make sure that you are cyber secure. Um, we have, uh, we'll have obviously the links to this um, internal risk mitigation tool. Um, we have um, our uh, a recap of our webinar that we did with an insurance company um, that we, we co-did. Yeah. That's a fantastic resource for, for all businesses. There's a new cybersecurity booklet that yep. you have. Cybersecurity essentials booklet for businesses. So if you're curious that, about what your industry is doing or what your, you know, your business looks like compared to some competitors and whatnot, that's a great place. This looks awesome. Yeah, I, I really like a lot of the work on there. Um, Am I missing anything? There's so much. It's easy. It's easy to. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the the self assessments that you can uh, submit it to us and get an audit from us is probably the biggest offer still. And I know that, we, that was our last year one, but that one was just so cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and, and we've done even more to help with that as well. So mm-hmm. um, definitely worth checking out. Also, the new site. Oh my gosh, there's a new website. I don't know. It's pretty great. Yeah, so while you're visiting the new blogs and you're visiting the new podcasts and you're visiting all of the things that we do, you can compliment Griff and his team for this uh, great website um, that uh, I just I just love it. It just it feels feels good. Yeah. Um, you got anything else to bring up? No, I think that's it. Did I remember everything? Yeah, actually. All right. Well, hey, uh, that does it for Griff and myself on another edition of the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast.